Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Life in 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about planes. Planes are cool. Specifically, the circular windows on planes. Have you ever wondered why it is that ships and planes have circular windows instead of square ones? I have wondered that, and the answer is pretty interesting. So, you know, shapes with sharp corners are actually pretty structurally weak. Uh, Actually, arcs and circles make very strong shapes. So in particular, sharp corners are bad for anything that has pressure, like the inside of an airplane, you know? Um, The pressure can push apart the corners and burst open the whole container. And this is why all pressure containers are usually round or mostly round. This distributes the pressure evenly across the whole surface. Mm. Uh, And so it goes, one of the earliest passenger pressurized airplanes uh, failed and crashed uh, more than once until they figured out that square windows were the weak point. Ah, this is the comet you're talking about. Yes, it was the de Havilland DH-106 Comet, and that was the world's first commercial jet airliner. So that jet was made, yeah, that jet was made by de Havilland at its Hatfield Aerodrome in Hertfordshire, United Kingdom. Uh, and that air comp- aircraft company, uh, it was actually a British aviation manufacturer established in the late 1920s by Jeffrey de Havilland. So the DH-106 Comet prototype, it first flew on July 27, 1949, and it featured an aerodynamically clean design with four engines in its wings and a pressurized fuselage, and the jet had large, large square windows. So it debuted in 1952 and looked like it was going to be a huge commercial success. Ah, but then what happened? What happened to those big square windows? Yeah, well, so in the first year of entering airline service, problems started to emerge, right? Uh, three comets had accidents in the first 12 months, all highly publicized after suffering catastrophic in-flight breakups. And two of these were found to be caused by structural failure resulting from metal fatigue in the airframe, you know, a phenomenon not quite fully understood at the time. The other was due to overstressing of the airframe during flight through severe weather. So they removed it from service? Yes, yes, they did. And they had extensively tested it, and design and construction flaws, including improper riveting, uh, dangerous concentration of stress around some of the square windows, were ultimately identified. And as a result, the comet was extensively redesigned with oval windows this time, structural reinforcements and other changes. And rival, rival manufacturers, meanwhile, heeded the lessons learned from the comet while developing their own aircraft too. So what happened then? Was it a crack that formed in one of the passenger windows and caused those planes to crash? Actually, no, that's a common misconception. Most people believe that the comet failure started at the passenger windows when it was actually the square ADF windows on the top skin that failed. Uh, the ADF is an old navigation instrument called the Automatic Direction Finder, uh, and the window for it sits at the top of the aircraft. So the top skin sees higher fatigue loads than the side skins. I see. So talking about fatigue, after this, they started doing much more fatigue testing before allowing planes to take flight. Is this the um, this is the test where you put the metal through a set of um, cycles of expansion and contraction, right? Well, actually, that's another common misconception. So some people tied a whole study of metal fatigue to the comet, but it actually started in the mid-1940s during World War II. 
In fact, the Comet was actually tested for fatigue for up to 16,000 cycles. But they, again, they made one crucial error. Well, let, let's first start by explaining what those two tests are, the proof test and the fatigue test, and um, explain the order thing. Okay, okay. So first, fatigue. Uh, in material science, fatigue is basically the weakening of a material caused by cyclic loading. Uh, if you bend a spoon once, it might not break, right? But if you keep bending it back and forth, a little fatigue crack will grow until it breaks. Uh, and second is the proof pressure test. This just tests to see if a component can withstand pressure above its intended operating pressure without permanent damage. So apparently they ran proof pressure tests prior to fatigue testing. So this high load caused the metal to plastically deform, which actually relieved some of the stress concentration as well as strain hardened the metal. Basically, metal has higher strengths to strain. It then released the strain, a common process called uh, cold rolling. Um, so then they ran the fatigue testing, but the metal had actually been strengthened by the prior proof test, and so that did not fail. Ah, but when they came to make production units, they didn't run the first test, they didn't run the proof test. Um, exactly. It was still suffering from fatigue. Exactly, exactly. So the stress concentration was higher around the windows, and the metal had lower strength than was observed during the fatigue test. So the fuselage failed during operation, resulting in the tra tragedy. Uh, so today, modern testing campaigns uh, must use much more comprehensive test set tests. Okay, so uh, a final and somewhat related question is just, why do airplanes have more windows than seat rows? <laughs> well, that's actually pretty simple. Uh, that's just because the plane comes with a set number of windows. The airline advised the plane puts in the seating configuration that they want, and it may or may not match that number of windows. Got it. Well, now we know everything about airplane windows. <laughs> Surprisingly luck. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you as always to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.